0: as the old preachers would say if that don't get your fire going your woods wet amen 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 what a mighty god we serve as the children go running off to children's church uh i can't but help think that some of these graduates did the same thing many years ago some of them want to do it right now don't you yeah i see i see the head shaking um well for you that don't know who i am i'm terrence andrews i get the pleasure and the privilege of serving here at westmead baptist church among the good people to serve the students in student ministry uh so without further ado i would like to start with a quote from the great doctor himself sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory Isn't that right, graduates? That's Dr. Seuss, by the way, if (laughs) the great doctor himself. Y'all, at this moment, nothing seems normal. Parents, nothing seems normal. Graduates, nothing seems normal. Just a few short months ago, y'all didn't even know who I was. And look, now, this is the new normal for you. I'm sorry, but that's what you got to put up with. Graduates, nothing is normal. Your normal, if there was such a thing before today, has just been completely tossed out the window, hasn't it? Yeah, I see my college guy over here shaking his head up and down. We had some discussion this morning. Is everything normal in your life, sir? I just want you to look at these high school graduates and tell them nothing is normal. You can go ahead and, right now, Tyler. That's you. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> that's you that's on you okay um think about it parents remember all the cute sweet pictures we just saw oh man some of y'all looked good looked looked good looked good and and yet they looked pretty semi-normal didn't they right folks yeah are we already calling them not normal but parents look at them now i mean that's proof that nothing is normal right Look at them. They're about to graduate high school. Change is upon us today, and some of us are scared out of our caps and gowns, aren't we? Yeah. As we just kind of talked, um, Lucas and I, I was like, you're excited, but you're extremely scared all at the same time. It's such a mix of emotions. Um, I'm sure some of you can probably think back to when you graduated. I don't know if they had electricity or running water, but 20 years ago, I had the privilege of graduating high school in 1999. Yes, Prince gave us our very own song, Party Like It's 1999, right? But I, I can't, inside, I can't think that that was 20 years ago, David. 20 years ago, that was me. And I can't imagine how God is going to use these high school graduates in the future. It's been said by a great theologian, he might be sitting among us, that it's not about you. Does anybody know that quote? Yes, amen. Cindy knows that quote. He says, it's not about you, and I would agree, and I will say the same thing. It's not about you. And today... I know I will be looking here a lot, but friends, family, Westmead, this is all for us. It's not about any of us. It's not about me, though I've got a pretty nice shine going on the head up there uh, and a put on a nice suit. But it's not about me, is it? No. So what's it all about then? What is it about? I'm glad you asked. I heard somebody whisper it, right Justin? You always got to do that. I'm glad you asked. We'll we'll be finding our truth today in the book of Exodus, but we're not going to turn there just yet because I want to go to a place for just a moment, parents. We're not even going to look at these folks over there. Parents, that word Exodus, some of you have mixed emotions about it right now. Even you're thinking, man, I wish my child would Exodus out of the house. And yet, some of you are like, oh, my poor little baby. I don't want them to leave. I don't want them to exodus. And then, and then, and then there's this family. The house divided. I'm not talking about Auburn versus Alabama, y'all. I'm talking about, I want my baby to leave, and, oh, please don't let them, I don't want them to leave. Uh, My wife and I have already had the conversation, and our son is only 10, but a few years ago... She said, he's going to stay as long as he wants. And I was like, yeah, right. I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. I think she still thinks it's going to happen. It ain't going to happen, girl. Uh, So, if you would, grab your word of God, your Bible, and turn to Exodus chapter 34. And for a moment, we will be looking at some truth that was true yesterday it is true today and yes indeed it will be true tomorrow matter of fact this truth will be true uh, until the end of time there is no end to this truth for it is the truth of god because graduates as we've said nothing is normal and you're going through this moment in time in this in this place in life And you're thinking, how is it going to go from here? What am I going to do? Many of you have your plans laid out before you, but we are going to look at God because God is in the center of it all. So Exodus chapter 34, start with me in verse 10 and we'll read all the way to 16. And he said, behold, I am making a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels. Such have never been created in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people among you shall see the work of the Lord, for it is awesome thing that will be done with you. Observe what I command you this day. Behold, I will drive out before you all the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, and yes, all the other ites. Take care lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land to which you go, lest it become a snare in your midst. You shall tear down the altars and break their pillars and cut down their ashram. 14. For you shall worship no other God. For the Lord whose name is jealous is a jealous God. Lest you make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land and when they whore after their gods and sacrifice their gods And you are invited you eat of this sacrifice and you take of their daughters For your sons and their daughters whore after their gods and make your sons whore after their gods a little groundwork here This is the second time moses has been called and summoned to mount sinai to receive the ten commandments some more groundwork. Guess what? Moses done slipped off the normal train and smashed the tablet, smashed the Ten Commandments. Why? Why did he do such a crazy thing? Well, he heard, he heard that the people had made a golden calf. Not to take selfies with, not to ride on and pose and wave and send pictures back, but no, the people had made a golden calf to worship so moses had lost it smashed them so what we have in chapter 34 is the readiness of god to make a covenant again and wow i know some of you are like man Terrence is preaching from the same exact scripture that we heard several weeks ago that brother larry frank's brought to us and i am And that's a great thing, because you know what? God just does great things like that with His Word. He brings them about in new ways. He preached to us about a second chance. God willing to make a second covenant with the people. Renewing the covenant, matter of fact. But today we're going to look at it from another perspective, because guess what? Graduates and families of graduates... Your perspective is shifting. The way you see things is different. And today we will see things out of God's word differently. The two things that I want to bring to your attention today, graduates and others in this room. First, God shows himself as a jealous God. And you're thinking, man, that's, that's kind of different. Yes, that's a capital J. His name is jealous. His name claims who he is so i know a couple bubba's right does anybody know a bubba in this room nobody knows a bubba okay immediately something comes to your mind when the name bubba comes up right you're thinking man thick hearty country boy he get dirty working all day i know some bubbas that are not exactly like that that don't fit the picture right but that's what comes to your mind i was told that when my name was presented I think it was this week or last week when my name was presented and people were like oh yeah and I think Manda pointed this out she said Terrence oh he must be black <laughs> and I'm like "That I've, I've gotten that all my life so our name has meaning without even knowing who we are and God's name is jealous second of all please notice that His word magnified in us shows us that our jealousy uncovers the deepest desires of our hearts and is amplified. To illustrate this, I'll tell you a story about two guys. It could be two girls, it makes more sense, but go with me. Two guys and they were shopkeepers and their shops were on opposing streets and they faced each other They got to see each other every single day they were open. And when we talk about rivals, we're not talking about Alabama, Auburn rivals. We're not talking about Hatfields and McCoy rivals. We're talking about worse rivals than that, David. You feel me? You feel me? Every day when a customer would come into one or the other shop, they would put their arm around the customer and look back and give that grin. I got one and you didn't. But one night, as one of them were sleeping, an angel appeared to them in a dream and told them that they could have anything they want, but whatever they chose to have for themselves, their rival would have twice as much. Oh, no. The angel said, yes, you can have riches beyond your wildest imagination. You could have health and wealth like no one else has before, but your rival will have twice as much. You could live long, but your rival would live twice as long as you did. The man frowned on his face, thinking he had just hit the jackpot before the stipulations were observed. He thought for a moment. He said, this is my request. I request that you would strike me blind in one eye. Man, that's some deep jealousy, y'all. He would be blind in one eye so that his rival would be blind in both. Jealousy, man, it grips us. But we have to better understand God's jealousy because that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about the jealousy of God. It brings deeper meaning to the verse that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Many of us have heard that verse. Many of us have claimed that verse. We may be thinking it right now, right, graduates? Man, I'm I'm hoping God will never... As a jealous God... Speaking those words, they bring deeper meaning to us because, like Spurgeon says, the passion of jealousy possesses an intense force. It's fire, the whole nature. Its coals are red hot. Y'all, God's jealous of his deity. When we read that in verse 14 and it says that his name is jealous, he's jealous of his sovereignty. And yes, he is jealous of his own glory. Remember, I said, and it's been said before, that it's not about you, right? So who's it all about? God. There's no one else. It's about God. Because at the center of it all, we would not even be if it was not for God. This jealous God. So let's take it a step further, okay? Travel with me into your mind. This image of a jealous God creates in our mind possibly a picture of a lover. Or for y'all, young crowd, your boo or your bay, right? And somebody has come to your lover, your wife, your husband, your boo, your bay, And they are trying to take their attention off of you. And that jealousy is the jealousy of God he even clears it up further look with me in verse 15 and 16 he says don't go whoring around y'all don't do it don't let your heart be turned from me and go to other things God is not jealous like a college or an employer for those graduated college you're now prestigious you're not looking for another college to go to oh but Cody you are aren't you buddy so God's not jealous like a college or an employer y'all you know why because he doesn't mind if you go to another college or go to another employer the college or employer yeah they're worried about you're getting lured away with better offers With more money, with, we'll gift you a a great dorm room. You won't have to sleep with somebody else that you don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it. They offer those things. And employers, better health packages, better retirement. No, God's jealousy is not a reflex of weakness. You see, God's jealousy is not that of fear. Rather, it's like a powerful king that has taken in. A girl of shame and he forgives her and he marries her and he does not make her chores that of a slave but yet he gives the privileges of marriage that's God's jealousy God is jealous we see the great picture of God's jealousy in the book of Hosea and for time's sake because I know many of the graduates want to go have some cake right For time's sake, we'll take a 40-foot view of Hosea. You see, God gave mercy, and the people took it for granted. They took his mercy, they took his gifts, and they sacrificed them on altars to another God, to a little g-God, to Baal. And God, the whole time, being jealous, he still gave them strength and health, and all they did with it was serve their own evil desires. See, the book of Hosea gives a great picture of God ultimately judging it better that He should allow them to go to heaven with nothing, empty handed, than to sink deeper and deeper into their sin. For His love and His passion, which we often talk about, is fueled by His jealousy. In turn, we see Hosea's story is reflecting God's own jealousy. You see, Hosea married a whore out of whoredom named Gomer. Hosea begins to hear rumors, and it's breaking his heart. He's hearing rumors of his booze unfaithfulness, his lover, his wife's unfaithfulness, The marriage had become broken broken vows and abandonment his heart begins to break for his lover because he was jealous of her and jealous for her love his beloved had slipped off the normal train she had gone full-blown she was out living a sinful life not to sleep in his bed anymore but to sleep in another man's. Broken-hearted father. A betrayed husband. Not even knowing if the children she bore were even his. The final blow, she was gone. She was being sold into slavery, and yes, God did the unthinkable, because that's my God. He said... Hosea, I want you to go buy her out of slavery. Wait, what? As my son would say. What? You want me to do what? She is mine. Why should I buy her back? She has given her love to another. And yet God is saying, go and buy her back. God's jealousy. Gomer was being sold as a slave And God's jealousy still burns within him for us. Hosea was a faithful husband. Gomer was an unfaithful wife. But God, amen, but God is a faithful lover of our souls. Y'all see, this is where it gets really nice. Because we've been talking about a jealous God and you might be thinking, I don't really want to picture God like that. But my friends, without his jealousy, there would be no love like this. The justified jealousy of God. Turn with me to First Peter verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. You see, when we found ourselves stuck in chains, never intended to bear the chains of insecurity, the chains of discontentment or fear, God. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways you inherited from your forefathers, Not with perishable things such as silver and gold. You see, Gomer was ransomed or bought out of slavery slavery with perishable items. And in Peter, we see this wonderful picture next in verse 19. It says, but, and it doesn't say God, but can I put that in there? Amen? But God, with the precious blood of Christ... Like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Y'all, God's jealousy was justified in sending Jesus to the cross. His only begotten son. And may I quote Romans 5:8. God demonstrated his love towards us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. That's how jealous God is. And not for your sake, but for his. What a spectacular, glorious glimpse we have in the book of Exodus and the book of Hosea. But just like Gomer, we did not and do not deserve God's redemption without a sacrifice. Without Jesus Christ. Who could think of returning to Egypt when such a Passover lamb has been slaughtered for us? His blood was shed for our iniquities, for our transgressions, for our sins, to wash us and to make us whiter than snow. God, in his justified, glorious jealousy, has redeemed us through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen. Graduates, family, friends, it's not about you. It's about Him. It always has been and it always will be. We would be foolish to take the next step without God. I would be foolish to come in here without knowing that God's truth is for all of us. This truth today, graduates, is for you. It's for me. It's for all of us. This truth that a jealous God is willing to give a second chance. A jealous God has justified us through the mercy of the sacrifice of His only begotten Son. So as we conclude, the justice of God is jealous for you, is jealous for me. Do you know this to be true? Have you found this particular truth to be real, to be personal? See, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, well now you move into another segment of your life where a lot of the choices will be yours. And I would love for you to say today, as for me, I will serve the Lord. If you would, please bow your heads and close your eyes as we conclude, as we pray for the graduates to know that it's not about them, that ultimately we serve a jealous God, and it's about Him. It's about his glory, his righteousness, his deity. It's all about him. His love, his passion, his righteousness, his mercy, his grace. He's jealous for you, he's jealous for me. God, we thank you for this class of 2019 and the college graduates that are also here, God, we pray that they would not be found guilty of making golden calves or idols or taking your mercy and your grace and sacrificing it before other little G-gods. We pray that you would be their god of all their days god that they would look now into your righteousness into your grace into your mercy and plead for you to guide and direct their steps for all the days of their lives god you've been good to us in this place today As we celebrate the graduates, let us know that we ultimately celebrate you and your goodness for us. You and your mercy and your grace for us. That while we were yet sinners, you died for us. Jesus, thank you. We pray this all in your precious holy name.